This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And speaking about estate planning, we have a special guest today on our show. He's going to be joining us for a two-part series uh, to talk about choosing an executor. One of the biggest uh, problems that people have is, is that whole area about choosing an executor or if they get chosen to be an executor. David Eddy is the author of Executor Help, How to Settle an Estate and Pick an Executor and Avoid Family Fights, all things that are important to you. So he's brought some books to give away. So if you'd like to get involved in our draw, we're going to give them away in a, in a draw. You can uh, contact Dominique at one 891 2637 That's one 891 2637 But first, we have another estate planning guide to go with our theme of uh, estate planning today. Dominique can send it to you uh, out at no cost. It's called Estate Planning, How to Plan for Tomorrow, Today. And here's what it covers. There's uh, 35 pages here, and it, the first part talks about creating your estate plan, you know, putting together an inventory, uh, putting together your objectives, and then putting together a team of advisors to uh, complement what your plan is. Part two is uh, methods of transferring assets. You've got to use a will. Is it What kinds of wills are there? There's a formal will. There's a holograph will. There's a notarial will. You know, how often is your will going to be uh, reviewed? Uh, trusts and using trusts inside of the will. The, the, the main one is called the testamentary trust. Um, then assets that are not part of probate, so co-ownership of assets, joint tenancy with right of survivorship, tenancies in common, you know, registered plans, your RSP, your RIF, tax-free savings account that have beneficiaries name with them, life insurance that has beneficiaries, and then taxes at death, how you deal with the deemed dispositions, the RIF, the RSP, probate taxes, and if you have large U.S., uh, U.S. estate taxes, how to deal with insurance, how to, and the last part is planning while you're still alive as part of estate planning is planning for incapacity, powers of attorney and creating a power of attorney, uh, living benefits and all of that. So great resource for you. You should get your copy. All you have to do is call Dominique at one 891 2637 to get the guide. And the guide is called Planning for Tomorrow today and uh, 1-866-891-2637 get that and then you can also say put my name in for the draw and david's book also joining us today is pat somerville he's a senior partner at hamilton etfs and he's here to talk about two great income ideas that they have to help you with your monthly income needs how about a yield of 9.7 percent stay right there pat's going to come on and explain all about that i'm richard infantino and you're listening to prime family Okay, we're back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And joining us now is Pat Somerville. He's a senior partner and head of business development at Hamilton ETFs. Hey, good morning, Pat. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show with us today. Good morning, Richard. Yeah, and thanks for, for having us and for, for everyone to uh, for listening in. And congrats on the long-term success of the show as well. Yeah, you know, it's, you've it's been around a, since 1992. So yes, yes. It's, yeah. It goes by pretty quick, I'll tell you, Pat. No, yeah. 
Um, we wanted to get you on today, Pat, because uh, I know you guys have a uh, couple of new ETFs out there, and you guys are growing like crazy. Tell us all about the ETFs and what's happening there at Hamilton Capital. Sure. Um, so thanks again. Um, so my name is Pat Somerville. I'm one of the partners uh, at Hamilton ETFs in, in managed the sales and marketing side of things. Um, and you're right, our, our firm has been experiencing uh, very rapid growth, particularly over the last few years. Um, we are currently the fastest growing ETF provider in Canada, um, with our assets under management more than doubling uh, in the past 12 months to just shy of about $2 billion in assets um, currently. Um, so to your question, um, a lot of our growth um, uh, came uh, or started in 2020 uh, when we launched Canada's first enhanced ETF, uh, which utilizes modest leverage of 25%. So in that year, we launched uh, the Hamilton Enhanced Canadian Bank ETF, uh, which trades under the ticker HCAL, or we like to call HCAL. <clears throat> So that's um, become Canada's top-performing Canadian bank ETF, and it's also one of the highest-yielding uh, Canadian bank ETFs with a current yield of just shy of 7% right now. So that fund has been very popular. It's grown to over $400 million in assets in a relatively short period of time. And given its uh, success, um, we have launched several other enhanced ETFs that's similar to HCAL, uh, utilize modest leverage of 25%. And essentially what we're trying to do here is is design ETFs um, that utilize this modest leverage uh, and create something that um, hopefully provides a higher level of monthly income and also higher long-term growth potential for long-term investors. So we now have about a billion of assets just in this one category alone, and we're the largest provider uh, of modestly leveraged ETFs in Canada right now. Um, so beyond HCAL, um, the two um, biggest drivers of our growth um, in the past year or so are um, two covered call ETFs, enhanced covered call ETFs. The first one, the Hamilton Enhanced Multi-Sector um, Covered Call ETF, which trades under the ticker HDIV. Um, and then the Hamilton US Enhanced Covered Call ETF, which trades under the ticker HYLD, or we like to call HYLD. So both of these were launched in uh, one was launched in 2021, uh, HDIV, and then we launched HYLD in 2022, and both have quickly surpassed, when you combine the two, they've sur- quickly surpassed about $500 million in assets combined, uh, making them two of the more successful ETF launches in recent years. So we're, we're very proud of these achievements, um, and to those on the line who, who have been supporting us, um, we, we thank you for your continued um, trust and, and confidence in us, and we can talk more about the details um, as we go along in this interview. Yeah, that's great, Pat. Um, just for the listeners, um, it, what, what I think Pat's talking about here is when you're looking at covered calls on an ETF, you, 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 you're writing these call options to get higher income, but you're giving away future growth. But what the folks at Hamilton are doing is they're applying a bit of leverage to you know get some of that growth as well, so that to have both now, and I'm going to get a higher income, but I'm going to participate in the growth too. Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so in in both cases, with 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 both HDIV and HYLD, um, they are both uh, portfolios that are comprised of various higher yielding um, sector covered call ETFs, um, and we've designed uh, in the case of uh, HDIV, uh, we've created something that has a broadly similar um, uh, sector mix to what you get from the TSX sixty. Um, and by investing in these higher yielding covered call ETFs, 
we're able to derive a you know a very um, attractive yield of nine percent. So that's achieved through two ways. Number one, obviously, um, by owning these these covered call ETFs and flowing through the the income that they distribute. Um, but secondly, um, the yield is further enhanced by adding the um, the modest leverage of twenty five percent. And so, in the case of of HYLD or H yield, um, it's it's very similar. But instead of something that looks like a TSX 60, H yield is more for people looking for U.S. equity exposure, and it's designed to have something that's has a sector um, mix that's similar to the S&P 500. And H yield's um, yield is actually quite significant at about 13% right now. Um, so that fund um, hasn't even had a year uh, under its belt, and it's um, well over 250 million now. So it's it's been quite popular. So yeah. to your to your point, though, Richard, yes, one of the um, cover call strategies are very popular. They do generate additional premium income. One of the, um, the I would call it not necessarily an issue, um, but one of the um, things with cover call ETS is that you do have a bit of a capped upside um, in terms of your growth. And by utilizing the leverage um, of 25%, um, we think that helps um, at least mitigate um, some of that problem and, and, and provides investors with a little bit more of a, a growth component um, than you would otherwise just from investing in a, in a, in a um, covered call strategy without the leverage. Right. And, and these two would give you pretty diversified uh, look at things, right? Because they're like... They're kind of like fund of, fund of fund ETF situation. Yeah, they're fund of funds. We've selected in both portfolios what we think are... Um, you know, the largest um, covered call ETFs, um, both in the U.S. and Canada, the ones with the most successful track records, uh, the ones with, you know, very good um, distribution history of providing, um, you know, stable and growing distribution yields. And we do have the ability to make changes. So we are mindful of the portfolio. We do rebalance the portfolio and, and um you know, there, there are quite a few investments to choose from. And so we are, you know, we're constantly on the look for, you know, ways to, you know, if there's ways to improve the fund and improve the, the yield or what we think is the risk return of the fund, then uh, we are able to make changes to the underlying holdings. Yeah. So that's, that, that gives you diversification across. So you got U.S. side, you got a, you got a Canadian side and you're getting a, a great yield here. Is there, is there any tax advantages to the yield? Um, well, tax, we, we generally stay away from, from um, tax advice because each client is different. But yeah. generally speaking, what we would say is um, the, the distribution yields for, in the case of HDIV, would be a blend of, of dividends because you would receive the dividends from the underlying holdings, right. um, capital gains, um, and some return of capital. Okay. Um, and then in the case of HYLD, it would be a little less tax efficient for a Canadian investor. Now it has a much higher yield of 13%, whereas HDIV is nine. Um, but the dividends that come from the U.S. stocks um, would not—you would not get the dividend tax credit for a Canadian investor. So the dividends would be classified as foreign income. Right. Um, so for H yield, it'd be a mix of foreign income, capital gains, um, and some return of capital. Yeah. Well, that's those are two great ideas, and um, thanks for coming on and bringing us up to speed with what you guys are doing there, Pat. And, yeah, no uh, problem. Yeah, continue yeah, success with, uh, you know, the symbols HDIV and the other one's HYLD. And we'll post those on our website, folks, if you want to go see them. Go under it. It's called In the Money section. Just go in there, and um, uh, Pat's been nice enough to send over uh, one-pagers to explain those to you. So yeah, thanks again, yeah, absolutely. Pat. absolutely. We will highlight those. Yeah, thank you, Richard, and, and thanks for everyone for listening in. We appreciate it. All right, you take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 
Okay, that was Pat Somerville. He's a senior partner of Hamilton ETFs. And remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Hamilton ETFs. Okay, what if you're chosen to be an executor or you're in a situation with your estate plan where you're choosing an executor? That's a daunting task. Well, help's on the way. David Eddy, who wrote the book Executor Help, will join us for part one of a two-part series on how to choose an executor and settle an estate. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. And joining us now is David Eddy, who's the author of Executor Help, How to Settle an Estate, Pick an Executor, and Avoid Family Fights. Good morning, David. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Oh, Richard, it's my uh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we, you know, I wanted to get you on because, uh, you know, this is a big topic. I, I know I run seminars every month, and I'll tell you, uh, our biggest attended seminar is How to Choose an Executor, and it's one of the biggest... Uh, problems that you know my client base uh, struggles with uh, every day in terms of uh, when we're talking about estate planning. So let's talk about your book. Who's it for? And uh, when you wrote the book, what was the idea behind it? And how did you how did you get to it? Well, the idea came about based on my story of um, you know seven years, ten court appearances, and fifty thousand dollars to settle my parents' estate. Oh, and they had a will. Yeah. Well, so yeah, there you um, go. what happened was. Uh, you know, I've been an advisor here in Montreal for over 35 years, but everything that I had went through just on a personal day-to-day, talking to people that were executors or hear my story, or um, I'd hear about the problems they were having. I'd also hear about families that weren't talking to each other, so I didn't want anybody else to go through what I went through, so I, uh, I wrote the book. And uh, it's done extremely well because it speaks to probably a a dirty little secret that most Canadians or, or most individuals don't want to talk about is uh, death and dying. And yep. um, they're not having the conversations in terms of preparing their families for being uh, disorganized or in chaos. Yeah. It, you know, I, I agree with you because I, I run into it every day, of course. So let's, let's um, begin with the will. Cause everything's kind of, you know, when you're looking at, uh, you know, the estate planning, it's based on the will. Like what should a person writing the will who, who's called a, testator um, be aware of when they're when you're writing a will well what you should be aware of is you, you want to go prepared I mean you know you know almost 60% of Canadians don't have an estate plan or a will so just by us having this conversation and for people to make that next step is is what's important and um, you want to be prepared in terms of yes you're going you want to have a will but you also got to make a decision like who are you going to how are you going to do it so, you know, there's a lot of online uh, solutions, um, but I, I propose that you go to a professional and, you know, pay for their knowledge and their expertise mm-hmm. and be prepared for when you go see them to have an idea of, you know, who's going to be the executor. Um, if you have minor children, who's going to be the guardians? Um, who are they going to be the, the beneficiaries? Um, you know, are, who's going to be your patient advocate for the power of attorney? Any charity bequests? You know, things to think about, you know, uh, any specific um, particular items like uh, cars or jewelry or art. Um, and also the pets. What do you want to happen to yeah. your pets? Well, you know, a pet might be a furry uh, a member of the family, but it, uh, in the eyes of the law, it's more of a, of, it's like part of the furniture. It's okay. just property. So 
people who are very tied to their pets, they want to, you want to make sure in your will that you make allowance of what's going to happen to them. What about, um, you know, there's lots of key elements. You can go over those. But what about digital assets today? Things have changed quite a bit, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's a whole thing that, you know, we're both in the same age group. Maybe 30 years ago, there was no way we were thinking, talking about digital assets. Yes, it was important to have a will, but the digital assets are anything that you've created um, or, you, you know, put on your computer or you've done online. So that could be, um, uh, you know, your, your online banking, your investment accounts, uh, payment services like uh, PayPal, your credit cards. You've got, you know, email, you've got social media, right. you've got utilities, you know, websites that you maintain, and anything you've done in the cloud storage. You know, for every, you know, one email address, there's probably about 130 different um, digital elements whereby that email address is used to open up a particular account. And you want to prepare a list of all of those digital assets, um, you know, as part of, uh, aside from the will, so you make it easier on your executor to let them know that there is um, that you've got all of these logins and passwords. Far too often, uh, actually, when it comes to even social media, a friend of mine passed away six months ago, and mm-hmm. clearly I can see the executor didn't have any idea of you know social media. And lo and behold, last Friday, her her you know say happy birthday to her um, on LinkedIn and also on Facebook. And so you know those sort of things you want to be able to turn those things off but as an executor if you don't know the the logins and the passwords and each social media account has its own protocol if you don't know what those are then that's another area of concern that the executor has to deal with and as much as you know you asked me about you know what should be in the will my first point was to choosing that executor you need to figure out who are you going to ask of this big favor because you're asking someone to you know take up over 100 hours on average to, you know, settle the estate. And that doesn't mean I think they're going to be able to do it during uh, off working times. They're going to have to take time off from work. And sometimes uh, an estate can take anywhere from 18 to 24 months. In my case, it was seven years. Yeah. So you have to think long and hard. Who do you want to have as the uh, as the executor? Now, if you don't think that you want to have someone to take on that job or you don't know who it's going to be, maybe you think about having bank or a trust company be that corporate executor and let and take the the personal aspect because being an executor there's a whole another set of problems that you're, you're going to come into and that's family disputes right. but if you've got a you know a, a bank a bank that's going to be the executor they're only there to, to settle out of state and take all the personal and all the family drama out of out, out of the out, out of the process yeah it's definitely a, an alternative for i know with us we have uh a division of Royal Bank called Royal Trust that does that that, that kind of service. Um, for this session, we want to break this up into two parts, uh, David, because it's it's extensive, and I got a lot more questions for you. By the way, anyway, the first, like, like when you're starting now, and you say, okay, listen, you get, you got to get get going here. Is it what would be the first, is the first step to like set up an, an inventory of what you own? Is it, would that be the first step? Um, that would be one of the things, the inventory okay. of what you own. But you you want to make sure that you're you're because you're creating. Uh, of, of what your wishes are going to be. Far too often, there's there's three types of families. There's the families who are going to bury their head and not talk about this because even us having this conversation, for some people, it's very uncomfortable. It's not a sexy topic. I get it. But spoiler alert, we're all going to die. So it, it comes down to where where's your family at? Um, you know, are you going to bury your head? Or there's going to be the family that's going to have a will, 
but they're not going to have the conversations with the executor. They're not going to have the conversations with with their family. So they, they let their wishes come to fruition um, when they're gone. So basically letting the paperwork do the talking. And then there's the families that are going to have the conversations with their their families going forward um, over time, letting them know that these are things that uh, they would want happen. So you have to decide what are your wishes? What do you what do you want? Who are you going to be your you know who's your executor? Who's going to be the beneficiary? You know if you have small children, who are going to be the guardians? Those are the things you the basic things that you're going to be asked, and you need to think about that will make up the major components of your will. You know, far too often, like I had said before, you know, 60% of Canadians don't have an estate plan or a will, and, you know, intensive care is no place to find out that there's no will. And, and I always say that, um, you know, you can't have a meaningful conversation with anybody when they're on a ventilator. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you decide, well, I'm going to have this will, I'm going to put things in place and make it easier on my family. Recently, I was talking to an individual, and they've always said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense, and it's, and it's on our list. It's on our list, of, and it's been on their list for the last six years. But you have no idea when, yeah. you know, a, an unexpected emergency might come. Yeah. You, you know, if there's a death, if there's going to be disability, you have no idea when that's going to happen. But you need to take care of those things now. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but you need to have them. You need to talk to someone like you and say, okay, fine. What are the steps that I need to do to make this easier on my family? Because as an advisor, we're, it's all about relationships. And what we're trying to do is help to pass on the wealth that you're, you're building for the clients is so that you're passing it on to the next generation. Seventy yeah. percent of most wealth doesn't end up going past the second generation. In my case, personally, all the assets that my parents own, we no, long, no longer own. And as a family, the three siblings... Since they passed away over 10 years ago, we've no longer spent the holidays together. So by getting an estate plan in place, having a will, having the conversations, you're passing on what your values are going to be to the next generation and for hopefully for future generations. Yeah, that's great advice, David. We, you know, we're all out of time for today, but um, you know what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on again next week and we'll follow up here a little bit more with your book and uh, the great advice that you have in it. Thank you. All right. Okay, again, that was David Eddy. He's the author of Executor Help, How to Settle an Estate, Pick an Executor, and Avoid Family Fights. And the great part is we're having a draw for his book. So all you have to do is call Dominique at 1-866-891-2637 to put your name in. And at the same time, ask for our RBC guidebook. That's the one I talked about at the beginning of the show. It's 35 pages long, covers everything um, around the idea of putting together your estate plan that you need to know. And uh, we'll send that out to you for free. There's no cost. 1-866-891-2637 for your name in the draw and to get the uh, guidebook called Planning for Tomorrow Today. Okay, that's it for us today, folks. Uh, Remember, next week, David's going to be coming back for his part two. And we're going to talk a little bit more about choosing an executor. And also, Alfred Lee's going to be here to talk about uh, investing in the fixed income section where you're getting some great rates today, over 5%. So you're going to want to join us for that. See you next week, folks. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here at 10 a.m. next week. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Mike. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.